On today's delicious episode of Deadball Brothers, we've got more listener reviews. We've got exciting standings and team names from WTFPL, which is our official Fantasy Premier League League, including a very special prize for whoever wins that official Fantasy Premier League Ooh. League. Ooh. Uh, we've got European League starting up and all the excitement that is contained therein. And we have... A story from Drew about food? It's going to be delicious. This is now a food podcast. (laughs) We're foodies. We're foodies now. (laughs) Buckle up. This is Deadball Brothers. Welcome to Deadball Brothers, a weekly podcast about soccer and history with a healthy dose of stupidity. We are the stupidest people talking about soccer and history on the internet. We are quite sure about that. It sounds pretty stupid to say that we're a weekly podcast when we took last week off, too. The the triumphant return of Dead Ball Brothers, (laughs) a weekly podcast that was not here last week. Couldn't keep us down. I know that you were concerned after we surpassed the advice podcast um, with seven episodes. But here we are. We're here with episode eight. Number eight. We're back. Mama, we made it. Mama, we made it. <laughs> As always, I am everybody's least favorite writer for The Athletic, Adam Whitaker Snavely. With me is my real-life brother, Drew Snavely, and Manchester United's win in the league this year, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. The uh, Manchester United optimism is at an all-time high right now. Ooh, after um, that, that drubbing of Chelsea. After the drubbing of Chelsea, and I'm sure it will be crashing down by the time that you hear this podcast, because Manchester United is playing Wolverhampton Wanderers tomorrow. But who are good. Who are good. But this podcast won't be released until at least Monday night. So my optimism might be completely shot by the time you're putting this in your ears. I'd just like to say that Christian Pulisic was subbed on against Manchester United, and Manchester United immediately scored two goals. Bad, bad uh, plus minus. Yeah. That's what they say, right? Really terrible plus minus. Yeah. There. Yeah. That's a basketball stat. Like a minus two, like minus two. <laughs> I think I don't know. It's how a, to, it's I, a, I know. I know that it's like plus minus is how good your team plays when you're on the floor, but I have no idea how it's calculated. Yeah, it's definitely uh, way more of a important stat for basketball than it is soccer. It is because goals are scored a lot less frequently than baskets. If you did not know that, I didn't. So. I I've, the the majority of my basketball following is via Twitter. Mm, Shea Serrano. I like some I like some Shea Serrano tweets. Yes. I like videos of Steph Curry shooting the ball. Yes. Um, LeBron James doing LeBron James things. I'm Kawhi, a, I'm a, Kawhi Leonard saying "What it do, baby." <laughs> <laughs> Kawhi Leonard is is the strangest human being that there is. Uh, Drew. Yes. We have we have listener reviews. We've got more of them. Oh. You guys are treating us so nicely on Apple Podcasts. We wanted to take the time to, to give a couple shout-outs to some fans that took the time to, to review us. Yeah, and read their, their immortalize their words yes. in our podcast for forever. Yes. Or at least as long as podcasts last. Exactly. So, DH Goat says, what's the opposite of gully? <laughs> oh, man, we like the Cooligans. The Cooligans are cool guys. I've met them. I've hung out with them. They're, they're super cool. They're I'm, super good guys. I'm taking your word for it. Maybe one day I'll get to meet those guys. 
They seem good. They sound good. Alexis and Christian, I, I, I hope that one day we're goalie enough to be mentioned mentioned alongside them. Also, I hope that one day we're goalie enough to get as much free stuff as they do because people send them free stuff like it's going out of style. They're at the top, and if, we are trying to work our way up. If there's one thing that I want out of this podcast, it's for eventually people to send us free stuff that we can then talk about. So this is a sellout moment for me personally. Um Go ahead and send us free stuff, everybody. We take bribes. We do. That's absolutely. what we're saying essentially right now. 100%. Yes. DH Goat says, I can say with absolute certainty that this is the best soccer podcast that's hosted by two brothers in Lynchburg, Virginia. Probably. And you know what, DH Goat? I agree. Probably. Probably. <laughs> uh, Pickles the dog for life. Ooh, that's a super fan right there. That's a super fan. Probably created an account just to give a review. I'm so proud. <laughs> which is the highest praise uh, for for us, I feel Absolutely. like. Uh, wrote a, a nice poem for us titled Trust Good Boy. Trust Good Boy. Trust Good Boy. There once were two brothers named Snavely who told soccer's history sagely. It's called soccer, they'd say. Pickles would have it that way. And you can trust a dog's word safely. It's actually a limerick. A limerick. is what is. It's a form poem called a limerick is what wow. that... What it's called in the biz. That's why you speak good. I do speak good. We actually have multiple reviews that say that we are good, spelled G-U-D. <laughs> so that's that's encouraging. It's very good. The English teacher in me loves that. <laughs> Secret Squeeze says sports. Sports. Everyone should put this in their ears. We agree. Yeah, absolutely. We agree, Squeeze. I, th- I think that might be my a friend of mine. I'm not sure. They are a friend of ours now. They are a friend of ours now. Because they took the time to review us. Thank you. Secret Sweeze. Grillbot8000 said, good. Review said, good. Five stars. Five stars. I actually do definitely know Grillbot8000. He was an English student of mine two times. He two, twice. He didn't pass either time. Oh, well, Grillbot, we're just glad that you're here and that you can spell the word good almost correctly. Uh, yeah, shouts out to Chris. Shouts out to uh, the Richmond Kickers, of which he is a super fan. Um, and uh, shouts out to those two English classes that you took with me. And you were a favorite student of mine, even if you didn't pass them. Wow. I think the the, the second one he technically did. Pa- he passed, but he didn't get the C that he needed. I guess teaching is way different than parenting. You can definitely have favorite students and definitely have least favorite Oh, dude, students. all my favorite students were the knuckleheads that didn't do their work. Yeah, because those are the kids that reminded you of yourself. Absolutely. I am a knucklehead. Yes. That procrastinates on my work. Makes complete sense. Uh-huh. That's enough of reviews, I think, for now. Well, let's, that's all the reviews that we that's have. That's all the reviews let's, that we have. Let's not sugarcoat it like we have a wealth of reviews that we're choosing from. We have exhausted the reviews that we have. There's a reason why we are only giving people shout-outs every three weeks, and it's because we're getting about one review a week, which is great. We're think, we're so thankful for you guys taking the time to, to give us those five stars. No, we're super pumped on every single review that we get. Yes, every <clears throat> review. Adam, the European season has commenced the european season has commenced it is it is done commencing and it is in full force full force we just had the opening premier league weekend last weekend and this weekend was the start of the bundesliga if i'm correct the bundesliga did start this week and la liga la liga also started this week so there's a lot going on right now in the soccer world and life 
has purpose once again. Indeed. <laughs> and you know what else has started? What? Our Fantasy Premier League League. Ooh, yes. WTFPL. Dead Ball Bros present. We've got a bunch of you guys in here, and I just want to highlight a couple of my favorite names. Currently sitting in first place in the league is Why Are You Running? <laughs> Which is a great pun and also a great reference to a good meme from like a Nigerian TV show or movie. <laughs> the lady just like like running away, but running away like she is like running sideways, like almost like dancing away, <laughs> and just going, ah, ah, <laughs> and a guy just gets out of the car and says, why, why are you, you running? running? Why are you running? <laughs> and then they spelled it like it was Jordan IU, though. Ah, uh, yes. A-Y-E-E-W. Yes. First place. Nice. Good job. Ryan Illy. Ryan Illy Potter. Mm. I, I think Ryan Eel. Ryan Eel. I don't know how to pronounce that. It's I-L-L-E hyphen Potter. I like to think that you're close enough. I think that the thought is what counts. Yes. Um, another very, very favorite of mine, um, is Big Dyke Energy. Big Dyke Energy. <laughs> I was hoping you'd say that. By Jonathan Cates. Jonathan uh, Cates. Yes. Uh, that is, that is very nice. Also, another super fan that we have to shout out, uh, shout out to Charles Campisano, who named him, his team, the Doncaster Ivors. Yes. That is the greatest fantasy Premier League team name meshing, I've ever heard. Meshing two of our podcast episodes together to form one name. Thank you, Charles, so much for your support. Thank you, Charles. And thank you for being part of us on our journey through WTFPL. Also, uh, sitting at close to the bottom of the league is Paul Little with Pickles Lives 420. Ah, Pickles Lives 420. Blaze it. Blaze it. <laughs> oh, man. Thanks, Paul. Um... We there there are some other fun names in there. We might read them later, but uh, right now, not too late to join. Not too late to join. There's there's 45 people in here, and we officially announced our prize for winning our, our fantasy Premier League league, uh, which is a 25 dollar gift card to Away Days Football. Which great company. A, it is a great company. This is not sponsored. Uh, they're not like giving us any money or giving us a thing. Um, I just really really love this company, and when you get a $25 gift card, what you can buy is the $25 mystery kit, yes. which I have done a couple times. It's great. I love it. Basically, you pay $25, and they send you a real replica jersey, kit, shirt, whatever you want to call it, of a lesser-known team. So you got a real associate. Uh, Real Sociedad, as Sofi- they say in Sociedad. Spain. Yeah, I got a Real Sociedad yeah. shirt, uh, which was pretty darn cool. Also, just more recently, I got a, a uh, Nottingham Forest ah, away. Very nice. Which is pretty pretty nice. It's got kind of a retro feel to it. Yeah. Um, but basically, it's, it's lesser-known teams in Spain and France. Uh, there are lower league English teams. Um, there is stuff. I believe there's some like lesser known Italian teams in there. There, it's pretty cool. Like I, I like it a lot. You don't know what you're getting, but I have not never seen uh, a shirt that they've like posted or somebody's gotten that I was like, oh, that's an ugly shirt. And if you do it more than once, you type in the notes the shirts that you've already received from them, so you're not going to get any duplicates. Um, so really cool. Um, $25 gift card to them. If you want to spend more money, you could spend like 80 bucks, I believe it is, on their mystery box, which gets you a mystery kit, a mystery scarf, and a mystery like 
tracksuit warm up uh, kind of nice kind of jacket, um, yeah. which are all from different teams. So cool, cool company. Like them a lot. Uh, Want to support them? So we're gonna buy a twenty five dollar gift card and give it to you. Whoever is participating, whoever's participating, and wins whoever the wins. league. Important. Yes. You have to win. You have to win. We're all about the winners here. Yes, no losers. Um, by the way, I'm doing awfully so far. <laughs> I'm like in like 32nd place. Yeah, I think I, I think I'm top 15 right now. Uh, I'm, I think I'm sitting all right. I'm doing not well, but that's okay. Uh, I'm just paving the way for somebody else to do very well. And just to be clear, even if one of us were to finish first, we'd give it to the next place person, even though technically you are a loser. You're number one in our hearts because we really want to give away the gift card. We don't want to keep it for ourselves. My wild card is already active for this for this week. You've already used the wild card? I have already activated my wild card. Hot chip. dang, my dude. There are just too many guys on my team that I don't want, and I get really trigger happy for the first wild card, and I think it doesn't matter as much when you use the first one. And so That's I, I, I activated that sucker. Yeah, you did. And it is it is live. Um, you can join our league. We'll have our info up on our Twitter. Uh, yeah, we've, the, we've tweeted it out a couple times. The league code is 73NAPQ. Or you can just type in that code right there. Ta-da! And you're in the league. You're in it. To win it. That's enough about WTFPL. That is enough think, about WTFPL. From, we could transition to PL, EPL. EPL, classic. Drew, tell me about Sheffield United. Sheffield United, coming off their... First Premier League win of this year. Overlapping center backs are us. Overlapping center backs are us. It's funny. It's funny they to me. They put in a, a work effort, a work effort, a work shift. <laughs> a work effort. <laughs> we are idiots. I, me specifically, am an idiot. That's why we did this podcast together. They put in a work shift. They did. Against Crystal Palace earlier today. They absolutely did. And it probably should have been more than one nil. It's funny to me that the like the biggest tactical innovations in the league right now are occurring um, with like probably Manchester City and Pep Guardiola and how he sets up that team, and then Sheffield United. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those those are the two. Those are, and we were we were talking about how how pressing becomes like became the next like tactic du jour of of the world. Yeah. Like and everybody has their own takes on the press now, and that's become like the big thing. Um, and how that kind of took over Tiki Taka and the, and the possession-based attacking soccer that everybody wanted to see after Spain won Euro World Cup Euro back-to-back-to-back um, with that style. Um, and it seems like the next big tactical thing might just be creating these crazy overloads via how you set your team up and running out your, like, three, four threes with your center backs going crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's kind of wild. It's, it's innovative. It's, it's very, fresh. It's very crazy to see. Um, I think that it's obviously going to not. It's not going to work against like the teams that have the top, the top, the, the tip of the top of the pile. Yeah. Because um, it leaves you exposed on the wings a bit because you have basically you have your center back and then you have your, your like holding mids that kind of become your your like your defensive pressure when your your outside center backs push way up to create those overloads in possession. Yeah. And you know, when you have like somebody like Sadio Mane on your team, yeah. he's gonna punish that. Because he's gonna, gonna leave space on the wings. There are a lot of very talented wingers in the league. Yeah. Sadio Mane being one right. of them. Mohamed Salah on a wing. Absolutely. On the opposite wing of Sadio Mane most of the time. You have Raheem Sterling, mm-hmm. 
Riyad Mahrez. But when you're playing Crystal Palace. I mean, it's just Wolf Saha. So you you, you got to keep an eye on him, but who else do they have? Uh, Crystal Palace. Is, Chris, the ghost of Christian Benteke's knees. Crystal Palace got a result against Everton Patrick last ben week. Anhold. Yeah, that game, was, that game was awful. It was a terrible game. Uh, Everton... Had a, a few injuries and didn't get to use a lot of a red cards. A red card. Also, the wind was like blowing across the pitch at like twenty miles per hour the entire day. Probably that's like thirty three kilometers per hour. I don't know the the uh, the conversion there, but I am guessing it's somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, Crystal Palace is a hundred percent going to be in the relegation scrum. Oh yeah, this season. I picked them to go down. They, yeah, they have not started well and, and it, do not I, look great. I will be interested to see Sheffield United play against a team that I didn't pick to be in the relegation fight. Because I had I also have Bournemouth in, in the relegation fight this year. I think I picked them to finish like fifteenth or sixteenth. Like no. I didn't I didn't I didn't pick them to finish very well. I I think I'm a little more optimistic on their season. I I think that they have too much attacking talent to and and a manager that everybody is bought into wants to play hard for in Eddie Howe. I, I think that They'll be okay. It might be a little. It's been a little shaky to to start. I mean, they just got Absolutely. a win uh, on Saturday, their first one of the season because they drew Sheffield yes. United the first week. Which um, which that was, in my opinion, the, the much more impressive result was. Oh yeah, Sheffield United going and getting a point uh, away at yeah. Bournemouth. Club legend Billy Sharp. Yeah, absolutely. But I I think that Bournemouth has a little too much quality to. To be in the the relegation battle, I think they'll be comfortable in the mid table with the West Ham's and. But I want to see. I want to see. Yeah, I, I want to see Southampton do this against somebody like Leicester, somebody like Everton, even West Ham. You mean Sheff- Sheffield? Yeah, Sheffield. Sorry. Yeah, not Southampton. Well, I want to see them do it against Southampton too. Cause yeah, because I, I believe in Southampton's coach a lot too. Ralph Hasenhutl. Hasenhutl. Uh I I, I want to see them do it against teams that I have a little bit more belief in how they're playing and what they're doing because I I don't think Crystal Palace is going to be good this year. Yeah, I yeah. think that it's going to be tough, especially especially because I think Wolf Zaha wants away. Yeah, he doesn't. He if he's not motivated. Definitely looks like he doesn't want to play. Yeah, <laughs> and that's like that's your whole that's that's your attack. <laughs> Who else do you have? You have Gary Cahill. <laughs> you have you have Wilf Sahat getting penalties, so you, you have Jordan Ayew. Uh, Luka Milivojevic can yeah bang can, in can penalties. Finish him. Is he yeah. on your FPL team this year? No, I know you, you kept yeah. him on for a long time last year. Well, I mean he's he's he was pretty crushing good. in the penalties. Yeah, the the <laughs> price was a little bit better the last couple of years for Milivojevic. Yeah, that's and true. If Zaha's not playing a hundred percent, then I don't want him because who's creating penalties <laughs> for for Milivojevic <laughs> then? You know, so. Yeah, that's uh, it's looking rough for 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 our CP boys. Yeah, and, uh, sorry about it, Roy Hodgson. Well, maybe because because it was kind of like they were away from the Premier League for a while. They they were in the Premier League for a while, then away for a while, and now then they came back. Maybe now they can trade place with Leeds. <laughs> <laughs> Marcelo, get Marcelo Bielsa back in here. The championship teams, though, the newly promoted teams that are in that are in the Premier League right now look good. Uh, Pookie. Pookie is good. Is the truth. Pookie is the Premier League's Chris Wondolowski. <laughs> he scores goals. He's, he, he just scores goals. He <laughs> creates separation. 
his his movement is really good off the ball. If you can do one thing, it might as well be scoring goals. Hey. You know, so if it's working, it's working. More power to him. Sheffield has been looking good, and then <clears throat> Aston Villa. I the, the jury's kind of out on Aston Villa. They played they played tough against against Tottenham. They did play tough against Tottenham. They crumbled in the last few minutes. But and who did they play yesterday? Um, somebody see that's that's the thing because Aston Villa uh, yesterday played Bournemouth. And, oh yeah, at that's home, right. That's right. And yeah. they lost two to one. I mean, again, I think Bournemouth is a, a good side, and Aston Villa looks dangerous. I mean, Jack Grealish. How, Jack Grealish. How can you not? How can you not cheer for that guy, man? I mean, look at his haircut. That's look how you can not cheer for that guy. <laughs> Jack Grealish is lucky that he is an attractive man because his haircut is terrible. <laughs> his haircut is awful. Oh man, that's like prime like Beckham. Like what? What are you doing? Why did you shave your head? <laughs> I think Beckham's hair got better when he shaved his head. Uh, I don't know. There were some there were some things that were happening with long hair when that was when that was the thing that was his hair confusing. is his, his hair is so his hair looks so nice and has always looked so nice. Um, outside of a few different experimental hairdos phases phases if you, if you will but i don't shaving your head i mean that just for somebody who has such a versatile head of hair it and david beckham i think i think at the very least his hair is better than his tattoos ah tattoos are cool but i yeah. don't know i think his tattoos are i think his tattoos are like the very like stereotypical athlete tattoos <laughs> like philippians 413 <laughs> He's got like his his like eighty percent of his sleeves are all just like clouds. <laughs> He's got like the face of God tattooed onto his shoulder. Like at least messy. he doesn't. At least he doesn't have the Pulisic tiger eyes on his forearm. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of cool though. All right. Well, nah, okay. only if you only if you only celebrate, if you celebrate by doing the tiger eye celebration. By doing the tiger eyes. I have a tiger baby. Yeah. Uh, gosh. Other news: Dortmund won. Dortmund crushed. Dortmund crushed. It was five nil. Six nil. I mean six one. Five one. Five to one. Five one. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Paco's looking good. Paco. Julian Brandt got in the action. I'm excited about Julian Brandt. Yeah, you are. Julian Brandt, I think, is the reason that Dortmund could actually challenge for the title. Also, also Bayern drew their first game of the season. LOL. Bayern not being good is good for Dortmund to challenge for the title. Well, obviously. <laughs> Red Bull. Red Bull is currently dismantling Union Berlin. Mm. Union Berlin just got promoted, but last time I checked, it was six nothing. Rough. Yeah. Is is Tyler Adams healthy? Still hurt. Still hurt. Still hurt. That's too bad. Unfortunate. That is too bad. That's a lot of that's a lot of current soccer talk. Yeah. Let's yeah. move on. I think we're ready Drew, to move on. Drew, you're coming with a with a couple of of vignettes, if you will, some short stories about food. Some short stories about food, uh, and why you might see. Um, uh, a piece or two of food on on a pitch. I'm super into it. Cue the chef's table intro music, and we'll be right back to get into that. Welcome back from our theme music that I have it on good authority, slaps to high heaven. It slaps so hard. However... I was kind of serious about that chef's table music. I kind of wanted it because you have told me that today we're talking about food. You're talking about like the string, yeah. uh, like violin, viola, <laughs> symphony. <laughs> yeah, that is – that song is a banger. It is. It really I is. I get so amped listening to that song. 
And I do have a story that involves food. Sick. And I think the the idea behind doing this story or a couple stories is I was watching the Bournemouth Sheffield game on opening weekend and right. there was so much stuff that was thrown on the Bournemouth field. <laughs> like it was the the field was so dirty, I couldn't believe it. And I was like, I wonder what some of the weirder things are that get thrown on, on football pitches. You know, that's or soccer. Soccer, if, soccer if you're, pitches. If you're confused, it's, it's fo- football is, is soccer. I'm confused. Uh, aren't we all? Are, aren't we all? So yeah, I I did a little digging. Yes. To see what some of the weirder throwing traditions Ooh. are, um, and it's nothing nothing violent. Okay. Um, even if so, what you're saying is we're not going to be talking about Estadio Azteca. Correct. Like, there's no <laughs> pee cups. Uh, being hurled at players trying to take corners or players beer that, bottles that, that are players that names rhyme with Rand and Lonovan. <laughs> Dan Dan Lonovan. Yeah, Dandruff Lonovan. <laughs> so yeah, I, I think I'm I have two different traditions Let's get it. from from groups of of different clubs. So are these like happy throwing like it's a good thing that they're throwing the food or there's one instance where it's, it's a good thing. It's a good thing, and, one and it's like where it's, super it's generally not. accepted. And then there's another one that's like super not cool. Because like, because I forget. I think it's a couple hockey teams, but a couple hockey teams have like throwing the octopus on the ice. Yeah, um, and that's always. It's always just like it's funny to me because I'm because it's like they do it and it's always like all right we got to get over with they got to throw the octopus on the ice and then somebody we're gonna go fetch the octopus and throw it away and well, it's gonna be fine yeah Nashville the Predators they're um, famous for um, dead catfish being thrown onto the ice which is like people sneak in <laughs> dead catfishes in their pants <laughs> and a lot of a lot of people sit with them for until like the third period which can be a couple hours where they're just sitting with a dead catfish in their pants and they're like, all right, now's the time to, to throw catfish out on, on the ice. I think that's dumb, but also as a Buffalo Bills fan, I know that our fans have thrown far worse things onto the there, table. Of there so. are some so, uh, paraphernalia. Uh, so. Paraphernalia is a good way to describe it. <laughs> yeah, there, and I did come across those stories, but I... Figured it was best to, to we'll leave that. Out. To we'll leave stick that with out. food. We'll stick. We'll stick with food and not uh, other foreign blunt objects. Oh man! We'll just let's just get into this story. In. So I couldn't really find what year this started, although it's been happening for a long time. Okay. But uh, Divor, Divor, Deportivo de la Coruña. Deportivo. Deportivo. Deportivo de la Coruña. Yes. 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 Excellent pronunciation i got great marks in spanish they have one of the weirder throwing traditions of of fans who throw like to throw things is this, is this, a, is this a good thing or a bad this, thing this is a good thing a good thing this is a good thing sick i'm into it so if you were to ever tune in to to one of their games or even show up to the stadium that they play in is the riazor okay uh that's that's their home stadium right you might notice some white patches or clumps around the pitch okay and for those of you that don't know what a pitch is it is the field <laughs> those words are interchangeable thank so, you you're, you're you're so welcome very very excited so those white clumps actually happen to be heads of garlic it's it's a head of garlic right 
Because it's not a clove. Right. A clove is one individual piece yes. of the head. Yes. Yeah. So you'll see several heads of of garlic that are around the field. They don't really throw them on directly to the field. Well, that's stunningly polite, first of all. Yes. Second of all, it sounds like it smells delicious. <laughs> garlic, I love garlic. Garlic is delicious. I, I, our mother, who is from Brazil, raised us essentially on garlic and onions. So. Oh, bless her soul. <laughs> Thanks, Mom. She's alive. Shut, <laughs> just, sh- just for the record. Shouts, Mom. Shouts out to Mom. Keep on kicking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So they, they, why do they throw garlic? You see... I'm assuming it's not warding off vampires. It's not vampires, but it is. There is a myth behind. Okay. Legends uh, behind why garlic is being thrown onto the field. Right. Because, oh, because the the thought behind it is that there are witches in this area of Spain oh, where where T- Deportivo plays. Um, <laughs> Uh, Galicia is the the country. Galicia. Yeah. Okay. Um, not the country. It's like the like the region. Yeah, the region like Catalonia. Catalonia. They yeah. have the Basque. Yes. Country. So yeah. So it's a widely um, held belief or myth uh, of these these witches called uh, Meija, which is actually Spanish for for witch. Oh, well, um, it's that's pretty, very, that's quite literal. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's pretty literal. Yeah. And so the garlic is, is meant to, to ward off these bad spirits to count, to counter bad things happening, um, on the pitch for Deportivo because I, they, they think that these witches bring bad luck to the team. Right. So, I mean, it clearly didn't work because Deportivo is currently not in La Liga. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> currently in the second tier, but yes. they were doing this when La they segunda. were La, La Segunda. I actually wrote that in here um, to say Segunda, but you beat me to the you beat me to it. So. My knowledge astounds. <laughs> so yeah, the the thought behind throwing the garlic on the field and to, to ward off all these may mayhas mayhas mayha yes uh, is that these spirits would show up in like the biggest occasions and so whenever anything went wrong it was because of the, these witches that's a very convenient excuse for things going wrong <laughs> for a team that is not great is okay is pretty good sometimes but it's not great yeah yeah it's um it's definitely not a good excuse but i i'm kind of there and for also, it also <laughs> if you're throwing garlic onto the field and the bad things still happen like what does that say? i know it i must know have it's been like, some pretty powerful witches man <laughs> I realize I realize that like traditions are traditions and that's just the way it goes like oh if you don't do it then like well obviously this is the reason because we we have sports and like superstitions and luck are like they go so hand in hand yes absolutely like it's it's and I think it has something to do with like the fanaticism that comes with being the best or being at a level that that is that high like you're dealing with athletes and coaches and subsequently fans because you know like it matters so much to them that have trained and focused 
on this one thing so like religiously yeah that like that type of personality i just think is more susceptible to like superstitions rituals things that are like they consider to be good luck yeah absolutely and and it has shown uh like players that have superstitions um and and some like weird beliefs can actually like boost performance right if if everything works well but if something is off from from their normal routine it can completely mess with with their head and they can have like an off game right because it's about comfort yeah like it, it's, yes, it's nothing nothing that they're doing is actually increasing or improving their play it's just about comfort which is like it, it, it's like finding boots that you're comfortable in mm-hmm. and even and like taking that to like a crazy degree like like tony cruz is playing in boots that adidas stopped making in like 2014 still yeah. they just keep making like special ones for just him for tony yeah. because because he doesn't want to change yeah um and there, there are other people i think uh, i'm pretty sure chavi had had boots that like adidas kept making him the same boots but would keep like make them making colorways and stuff that made them look like the new boots that they were making but yeah. it was still like the old stuff yeah so I mean, technically, the garlic on the field could have benefits for Deportivo because the players are seeing the garlic, and if the garlic's not there, they're like, "Oh shoot!" If they're if they're actually bought into the superstition, like right. these witches are are messing our games up, it it could have a uh the potential to to make them play worse or play better depending on if the garlic is present or not. Cleanup must be awful. Oh gosh, I I can only imagine. If the garlic has just been sitting out in the sun for a couple <laughs> hours and then at the end of the game that you're one of the grounds crew that has to pick all of that up, throw it in a trash bags. Yes. And Matt, oh wow. Yes. That that Bad. is terrible. Yeah. So, really? okay. <laughs> yeah. It's it's terrible. So it's it's kind of funny because the um the Meiha um were originally thought to um, bring about bad growing seasons, like okay. crop-wise. Right. And so it kind of was adopted from that for, uh, for soccer fans. And so when they were seeing bad stuff happening on the pitch, when Deportivo was losing these, these big moments and bad things were happening, they're like, oh, the, the, these witches must have shown up. They must have gone from the crops to the soccer pitch. So, and like, so garlic. So I want to see more teams blame mythical creatures for their uh, their misfortunes and start uh, start start adopting some some more traditional uh, some more folklory kind of counter countermeasures. Yeah, I think that uh, all of Manchester United's woes over the last five years are uh, to do with werewolves, and uh, you should be giving all your players guns <laughs> with silver bullets in them. Oh uh, gosh, yeah, maybe. Uh, the gar- so I was go- about to get to the garlic and and the thought process behind why garlic is the reason why oh, yeah, yeah. it can it can ward off right. these witches and apparently ancient Romans believed that garlic had these these capabilities right. to pr- to protect you from from evil spirits or bad things happening um, and Galicia is actually a part of the ancient Roman Empire. Everything was. I mean, everything was. All, the all, Romans were in England. They were like, everywhere. It was, they, they, yeah. But it's not so far-fetched that that tradition and that train of thought, that myth has kind of trickled down in that that region. Just like um, Ronald Reagan's economic policies. 
so stupid. <laughs> also, like Ronald Reagan's economic policies, it was a myth and it didn't work. Anywho, continue. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's the train of thought for for where the this thought of garlic having special powers to, toward things off. I mean, obviously, garlic and vampires is, is, is a, a thing. Is a thing. Garlic, garlic and mystical creatures is a thing. Yeah, I can see the train of thought. Yeah, I'm not sure if it's good, but hey. If it makes you feel better, go for it. So I didn't read too much into Deportivo's stats over this period that I'm about to give. Garlic versus non-garlic? <laughs> Not, no, I didn't look into garlic versus non-garlic. I need to know what <laughs> Deportivo's record was if when they were seasoned and when they were unseasoned, Drew. I need these analytics. Oh, gosh. But this is, a cra- this is kind of a crazy stat. From 1991 to 2010... Deportivo didn't lose a home match against Real Madrid. So, I mean, the, the thought process was that, like, these witches would show up in the biggest moments, yeah. in the biggest games, and Real Madrid is obviously uh, yeah. one of the two biggest... They are literally called the Galacticos. They are literally called the Galacticos. <laughs> it was a lot of matches that they, they yeah. played against each other. I mean, because Deportivo... Over they, a decade? Yeah, I mean, and it was... We're talking about home matches because the garlic's only being thrown on right, on absolutely. Home, because the witches only live in yes. the the region of Galicia. Garlic, white, Real Madrid, famously white. Who's to say? Who's to say? Maybe Real Madrid was comprised of a bunch of vampires and or witches and or witches. I, I mean. Roberto Carlos played for Real Madrid for a long time. You've seen what you can do with free kicks. Honestly, he might be a witch. I think it's magic. If, if I had to pick one player or one past player that um, was a, a witch or had some sort of of supernatural powers, yeah. it is 100% Roberto Carlos. I would pick Joey Barton. Joey, why? <laughs> because he murders people on the field. That's <laughs> dumb. No, you 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 just posted a, a video on Twitter of Roberto Carlos at the ripe age of what is he like fifty now? In his forties or something, or low, low, lower fifties, upper forties, something like that. But he he can still he bend still the ball it. like he still got it. Eighty feet. Yeah, it's dumb. <laughs> like, it's dumb. It's ridiculous. So yeah, I there was. That stretch of almost 20 years where Deeper Tivo didn't lose to Real Madrid at home. That is a nuts With the garlic that is on very, the field. That is very interesting. Since 2010, though, they've lost to, to Real Madrid a handful of times. Um, they're not playing them as much anymore because they're yeah. in the Segunda division. Unfortunate. No. Um, but that is, that's the story that's of... That's the garlic. That's the garlic. Okay, so that's the good thing. That's the good thing. And everybody's like, okay, the fans got to throw some garlic on the field and it's going to be fine. This next one might be a little fresher in people's minds or, or more well-known okay. because it involves a Premier League team, oh. a very popular Premier League team. Indeed. And this item that is getting thrown onto the pitch is like pretty high profile for amongst fans of, of this club. Okay. So we're talking about Chelsea FC, baby. Okay. Have you ever heard of um, Chelsea... FC stands for football club. Yep. But we're talking Indeed. about football is soccer in yes. this in this context. Indeed. Even though we are in America. <laughs> and that's just a the that's bit a, will never die. Yeah, the, the <laughs> it will never die. Have you ever heard of Chelsea being connected to celery? No. 
Okay, I was just curious because I, I was just to... I was very scared that this was gonna all of a sudden be like people throwing bananas on the field at black players. Oh no 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 no! Yeah yeah, that is that is terrible, and a story like that would not uh, get time on this podcast. I mean, it would get time in the sense of <laughs> we would talk about how bad that is. Yes, it, it's important to bring up stuff like that um, so that people can. Correct. Can fight that and you stuff. and you said Chelsea and I went immediately to Raheem Sterling and I was ah, like, yeah. Yikes. Anywho, Chelsea celery no. Yeah. So there's um, a very, um, it's not really profanity laced. Um, it's more just like graphic. Um, okay. Chant that supporters. Oh God. <laughs> will sing, um, resulting uh, that that involves the the vegetable celery. Celery is a vegetable, right? It's not a fruit. I yeah, I believe it's a vegetable. Or it's not like a it's not like a gourd. <laughs> it's not a gourd. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not in the same family as a squash. It's it's very much like I I don't know. Uh, celery is just like basically crispy plumbed water. So I don't whatever food food group that makes it. That's what I think of it. Yeah. So anyways, these days you might. Only at away matches now, you might see some celery on the field of an opponent that only Chelsea, at away matches. Only at away matches for Has Chelsea. Stamford Bridge officially banned celery. We're get we'll, we'll get to oh, we'll get to dear. there. Just okay. a little just a little for a little background. <laughs> a little background. So this tradition goes back to at least the 1980s. Okay. Um, of of fans throwing celery on the pitch. Right. And. There are a couple high-profile cases of um, celery being thrown on, and it's grabbing headlines from like Metro and like all the all the English publications. The Sun, the Sun, yeah, all the great top-notch reporters. Mm, love that journalism. Love that journalism. I'm sure there are some great people over there. Uh, not anymore. The Athletics took them all. Oh yeah, <laughs> the Athletic UK. <laughs> oh gosh. So yeah. Um, in April 2002, four Chelsea supporters were arrested for yeeting some celery at <laughs> Villa Park. <laughs> yeeting that celery out into the field. Indeed. Uh, Villa Park is the home stadium of Aston, Aston Villa. Villa. Thank for you. For those of you who <laughs> don't know. Who do not know. Um, I looked it up just to make sure. But I was like, I'm pretty sure this yep, is Aston it is. Villa. <laughs> 100%. Um, so this actually was an FA Cup match. That was against Fulham, so right. Aston Villa wasn't really involved. Um, but why was it at Villa Park? I don't know, but that's weird. Two thousand two, okay. they were maybe doing things differently back then. I was only seven years old. The Wild so. West, the Backstreet Boys, and NSYNC were fighting their mega popular wars, and God. you were Team NSYNC. No, I was 100%. Team Backstreet Boys. I thought you were. I, I was one hundred percent, one hundred percent Backstreet Boys. I thought Boys. you were all in on Justin Timberlake. No, 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 no. Justin Timberlake had ramen for hair at that point. I didn't like it. <laughs> You don't like that ramen top? I was. All- I actually said ramen top today while I was watching a game. I can't remember. It was somebody from. Uh, I think it might have been somebody from Sheffield. Yeah, it was somebody from Sheffield. I, I can't remember who it was, but ramen top still is still a thing. No, days. I was very much a Backstreet Boys fan. I still remember mom admonishing me for liking the the song "As Long as You Love Me" because uh, it was like, I don't care who you are where you're from, what you did, as long as you love me. And my mom was like, what if they murdered somebody? I was literally in, like, the first grade. Like, geez, mom. Chill out. Chill. <laughs> oh, man. So, anyways, these 
these Chelsea supporters were arrested at Villa Park for throwing celery on the on the field. Um, they pled guilty to it. They got their charges dropped, and they were able to go to games again. I plead but guilty that, to the celery throwing, sir. I plead, I plead guilty to it. In 2007, it was a Caroline Cup final. Um, Caroline Cup is what is now the Carabao the Cup. The Carabao Cup. The League Cup. The League Cup. The EFL Cup. It's it's called different things depending on sponsorship. On the sponsorship, right. yeah. And so Chelsea was playing Arsenal, and play was stopped due to fans throwing – play was actually stopped due to, to fans throwing celery at Arsenal players and on the field. Hucking some of that green stuff. Yeah, there's actually an awesome picture of um, Cesc Fabregas back when he was a gunner, like holding a giant stalk of celery like to his head. <laughs> okay. And I like to think that he just got rocked in the noggin by – a, that huge <laughs> thing of um, celery. A <laughs> huge thing of celery. <laughs> I'm I'm not for. I do not condone. Uh, I don't condone throwing things on the pitch unless they're very stupid and un- <laughs> unlikely to hurt the players. Yes. Like celery isn't going to hurt a player. No, absolutely not. <laughs> and it's funny. It is extremely funny. It's annoying if it stops the match. It's like that video from a couple years ago of the person who made a, a paper plane out of their out of their program at Wembley. And like threw it from like the top yes. thing, and it made it all the way down in the field and hit <laughs> hit hit a player in the yes. head. I'm I'm for throwing that sort of stuff on the pitch. Absolutely. I wonder what was going through that player's if you're mind. Throwing, if you're throwing like <laughs> if you're if, at me. if you're throwing like beer cans and like solid stuff that's actually gonna like hurt people. Yeah. Screw you. Yeah, yeah, that is that is messed up, and you or, should not be allowed at cups of urine soccer games or really any games or just out in public absolutely at all like if the sport is affecting you that much to where you feel like you need to to act out in violence against the opposing team that that you have no right to be at any sort of of public function that or, as far as i'm concerned that or you might be a fan of a south american club team yeah wait copa copa libertadores yes that's the one boca and river yeah. Oh gosh. That I was, was honestly like I was in I, I was in because because that the the replayed final leg of the final that they played in Spain because yeah. they couldn't play it anywhere in Argentina. Yeah. yeah. I was in Atlanta because uh, it was the day after MLS Cup, watching it in a bar with I was hanging out with the Cooligans actually, um, with uh, with Alexis and Christian and Dave, and uh, and we we were there. Uh, and there was there was a, there was a few of the the MLS guys like Bobby Warshaw was there and uh, David Goss yeah um, but it was like packed and there was a ton of like River and Boca fans there there was like a few River fans at the bar I think there was like three or four and then the rest of the fans in there were Boca fans oh gosh and, and we were kind of like I guess we're Boca <laughs> <laughs> team Boca <laughs> ain't, ain't cheering with them already today my friend yeah uh-huh. also gosh. I think we were all I think me and the cool guys we wanted Boca to win anyway but yeah uh Things make their way to the pitch. Things and to the team buses and, and to the yeah to, yeah that was that was crazy yeah was terrible. So anyways, after, after this this huge incident in the because it's a cup final you know it's yeah. league cup final play was stopped. Um, the FA launches an investigation into the celery throwing and <laughs> oh it might why are they throwing celery onto the pitch? <laughs> Chelsea um, watch this thing. In an effort to save face, I guess had had no choice but to ban celery from the park, which is from Stamford Bridge, which is why um, you don't see celery celery in Stamford Bridge at all because it is banned. Yes, there 
they had a, a statement regarding celery incidents um, after after this incident in 2007. Uh, they said, the throwing of anything at a football match, including celery, is a criminal offense for which you can be arrested and end up with a criminal record. In the future, if anyone is found attempting to bring celery into Stanford Bridge, they could be refused entry, and anyone caught throwing celery will face a ban. <laughs> this is, like, so funny because it's, like, so serious, but it, they're talking about celery. Yeah. You know, it's so watery. It's the, the, so watery. It's 80% water, my dude. <laughs> Health nuts not welcome at Stamford Bridge. Gosh, they set up. Can they bring celery juice? <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Probably not. They probably can't pro- bring, probably bring like liquids in. Yeah, they. I doubt that they're able to do that. Um, but they even set up a hotline for celery snitches. So if like anybody has a tip about people bringing Ooh. celery into the stadium, or anybody knows any additional information about somebody throwing celery on the pitch. You That's can call this number. Hilarious. I don't have the number. I love that. But I just thought that was hilarious. We will find the number. We'll post it. And if you feel like calling <laughs> the, the, number, celery the celery hotline. The celery snitch hotline. The celery snitch hotline. Oh, gosh. Um, so There is a celery snitch hotline and a celery ban at Stanford Bridge. Yes. At least for a time. I'm not sure if it's still in existence, but it was made. It was made, and it was a thing for at least a time. So it was just like some some idiots that were throwing celery, and it became a thing. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, they have the chant, and so it's, they they like throwing it when they're chanting. Okay. And so I think I think uh, uh, clubs opposing clubs get nervous whenever they hear the celery chant. They're, they're like, like, "Oh, great." Oh, no. <laughs> Security security goes on lockdown. The celery goes. <laughs> the riot shields come out. <laughs> it's like landing down and taking a quarter all over again. Oh gosh. <laughs> um and so I mean nothing has really deterred these guys from from celery throwing celery still uh, at away matches. Obviously. So the UK government actually had to issue a warning to what? Chelsea fans um, and. In in the warning, it was for a European match versus uh, Sparta Prague. Okay. Um, and it was like it was a pretty generic um, like issue, a warning issue saying like, um, do not bring drinks, don't bring poles, don't bring flares, don't bring weapons. And then the last <laughs> thing that they said was, don't bring celery. <laughs> It's like all these things that are like, okay, yeah, you probably shouldn't bring this. Uh, fair play. Like, we shouldn't be bringing this into the stadium. But then the last thing, don't you dare. Don't you even think about bringing celery. I'm just imagining like the, the, like the Eastern European ultras, the, the people that are like legit criminals kind of, kind of like style of fan. They're like, screw you, we're going to bring our celery. Instead of like bringing like flares and smoke bombs to the matches, you see a bunch of people dancing out with celery heads in the yes. stands. Oh, gosh. So that's like, that was like the latest thing. In, I mean, they're still throwing celery. The latest celery, celery incident. Yeah, the, the latest headline that was Which is also the name of grabbed. my indie side project. The latest <laughs> celery incident. Um, but the... So there's um, some confusion, uh, kind of murky history behind the celery chant, okay, um, and and how it it started. Um, some people say that the celery, well, it it has originated from a song titled "Ask Old Brown," um, 
and it goes, a part of it goes, ask old Brown for tea in all the family. If he don't come, we'll tickle his bum with a lump of celery. <laughs> what the? Yeah. And what? So that chant has evolved to something terrible <laughs> that I won't yeah. be saying on this podcast. I mean, <laughs> I mean the, the, if, if you want to go look up the chant. You could probably you could find Google, it you could Google easily. Chelsea celery chant and it it's there it's there but it's, it's there for it, you. I want you guys to know I was looking Honestly, at the story and my wife looked over Meredith looked over and she said, "Is that the chant?" <laughs> She's like, "Oh my, oh my gosh, <laughs> you can't say that." I'm like, "I know, I'm, I'm not going to say it. I know it's terrible." No, calm down, babe. <laughs> calm down. So. <laughs> Gillingham FC has a claim to to the the origins of the chant. Okay. Uh, because legend has it that in their preseason um, or in, in their off season, yeah. celery would cl- grow on the field. I don't. I don't know, man. Their their field is built in a celery patch. Well, I mean, it's a soccer pitch, but apparently, celery was <laughs> growing on their field, um, and so like for the preseason, there's still be some celery around right, i yeah. guess i get it that's and an so, origin and so gillingham is like uh chelsea like saw this and they stole our our celery chant and then there's like one celery supporter that uh i mean celery supporter one celery supporter <laughs> one chelsea supporter <laughs> that said oh i heard i heard the chant on the metro and or the underground i guess yeah it's I think the it's underground both. i think both um and I was the one that first said it in at Stanford Bridge, and that's where the chant started. And as as the fans were getting more and more intoxicated, the chant got less and less couth. <laughs> it got worse and worse. It got worse and worse. <laughs> yeah. so, the chant devolved, which makes sense when you look at the original song. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of. It was never going to end well. Yeah. It was never going to end well. When you, when you get some uh, drunken Englishmen, um, get a couple pints in them. Who are not known for their political correctness. Yes. It turns oh out. Oh, my gosh. They're really just normal guys. M- most men in general are pretty terrible. So I think we can all agree on that. I think we can all, <laughs> yeah, think we can all agree on that. But, yeah, that's, the, um, that's Chelsea and their, their celery-throwing history. So, celery and garlic. Celery and garlic. Celery is a terrible vegetable. I hate it. Yeah, it's just it. It doesn't taste good, and also, like people are like, "Oh, I love celery in this," or "I love celery in that." I'm like, "Yeah, you have to put something on it to make it taste good." You actually get negative calories while eating celery because it takes more energy, or you burn more calories eating the celery than it takes to. Actually, well, I'm on the Michael Phelps diet and eating I mean, as much food as I possibly can. Eating as can. much food as I possibly can. I'm just not on the Michael Phelps workout regimen. All right, <laughs> so that that makes things go really, really yeah. well. I think we can wrap this up. Sure, I, thank I, you. I feel I feel good about that. I feel hungry. We definitely talked a lot and took a lot of tangents. So hopefully, you guys uh, stuck with us <laughs> till the very end. As we said, we we said that this this is about soccer and history but there is also a healthy dose of stupidity so much stupidity so uh this is one of the stupid episodes yes absolutely thanks for thanks for buzzing along with us thank you so much uh as always uh we're at deadball pod everywhere if you want to email us with corrections or suggestions or anything like that it's deadballpod at gmail.com 
You got it. I, I know it now. Shoot us an email. Shoot us an email. If you just want to say what's up, we'll 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 email back. What's, what's up, up with you? What's up with you, man? <laughs> Something super cleverly uh, crafted. Yes. Yeah. Expertly. Abs- expertly. Yeah. Artisanally crafted. Absolutely. Uh, uh, cage-free, wood-fired, uh, no MSG, no NRA, no NAFTA, no BAFTA, no NATO. If you want to join our FPL League, uh, WTFPL. Dead Ball Bros presents WTFPL. We have the we said the code earlier. You'll have to go back seventy three N A P Q. You have that man. That is got it. I tweeted it so many times. Ah, well, you got it. Um, but I think that's that's the whole spiel. If you want, rate us on on Apple Podcasts. Rate us on whatever you want. Five stars is preferred. But if you don't think that we deserved it, then tell us and absolutely. Or you could tell us that you hate it and still give us five stars. Yeah. It's like kind of like a win-win. Like you get your thing, we get our thing. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I, I'm I'm down for that. Yeah, I'm down. Tell for your it friends. Too. Tell your enemies. Um, tell your mom and dad. Uh, and uh, make sure that you uh, respect women and uh, do good this week. If you're a guy, try to be better. <laughs> That's what I live by every that, day. That every day, I am a guy, and therefore I try to be better. <laughs> As always, my name is Adam Whitaker Snavely. And I'm Drew Snavely. And we love you very, very much. So So much much so that we are sending you a digital kiss on the lips. See you later. Bye.